Welcome to episode 27 of the Lonely Fan Sports Show. I am Josh Anderson. This is the fan's perspective. This is my uh, first podcast again I've ever started. I want to thank to all of who has ever downloaded this podcast. I keep doing it for free. It's my uh, one thing I like to do. Anybody who would like to I'll come on and be a sponsor, I'll take anybody to do it. But outside of that, uh, usually I start with the 450s, but in this case, let's start with the 250s. And what an exciting race last night. It was, uh, you know, the first time that they were in Atlanta, you know, I, I looked at the track and it was an extremely long track. And obviously in my last podcast, I was extremely disappointed that they cut down the track lap times. And Weege had, Jason Wygant had uh, texted out, or sorry, tweeted out that uh, that the, if you look at how much they actually raced, it was pretty much the normal times that they were on the track, and I was like, all right, well, maybe I shouldn't have been so harsh on that time frame, but it, it doesn't matter. They should have not have changed the times because the track was just fine. So getting to my point, Justin Cooper won the race. He... Uh, well, I'll get to the McAdoo thing here in a minute, but um, Justin Cooper looked dominant. He uh, basically, even after the restart, he checked out. He uh, basically led all 11 laps. He looked good. He looked dominant, and he stretched his points lead out to nine. Didn't look like he was going to falter at all. And pretty much looked like he was going to be the dominant guy like he should have been. I don't know exactly what's going on through some of the weird races. I, th- I think maybe we've seen some weakness for him. Him maybe going through the pack. He, he tends to struggle. So we'll have to see if the final two races, if McAdoo can get ahead of him. And maybe the rest of the field, maybe challenge him a little bit in that sense. But... The reason why I want to start off in the 250s in this essence, because last night I kind of tweeted out that uh, Justin Cooper really needs to shut his mouth. And I understand a lot of people may look like, who are you to say that? And the fact of the matter is, is he realistically needs to learn how to speak when he, the fact of the matter is, does he want to become the villain of the series growing up or or does he want a fan base because when you realistically want to grow a fan base jet lawrence hunter lawrence adam cincerello who he's gonna have to face against here in in the near future those are the type of people or even ken roxon or hell you know eli tomac doesn't necessarily have the fan base but eli has done enough to where people are going to be fans of his because of his writing but Like, those are the type of people, or even McAdoo last night with the crash, like, McAdoo came back and was, like, dominant, or at least rode up for a podium. Like, those are the type of efforts that people want to see, people are going to cheer for. And last night proved that people are just not realistically going to like Justin Cooper, especially with that podium speech. Basically saying, like, "Uh, I don't know why, why was he allowed to race? Uh, I was distracted. I, I, I just don't know why he was allowed to race. It's just like, you know what? Uh, you know what? It would have been cool to be like, you know what? That was, You know what you say on that podium? You say, that was gnarly. That was unbelievable. 
That's what you say when you're on the podium. And people would have been like, you know what, that was cool. But you know what? Justin Cooper went back to his piss-poor attitude that he has shown before. Because when you, when you look at when, when we first got introduced to Justin Cooper, um, when he kind of came about an out like he uh, when he kind of came about an outdoors like oh he he got a bunch of hole shots and he faded but people were like is this the real deal or not but the thing is about that is like he we first got introduced to his personality it was kind of dull so we weren't sure about it but then we started seeing things of he, he the, this nonchalant kind of complaining. And then we really saw it when the whole AC sign incident occurred. And he really started bitching and complaining about that. So, And then there was the incident with uh, the whole Jet Lawrence on social media. So we start building this complete narrative of him bitching and complaining, showing no heart, and just being this nonchalant attitude and then we get the things from last night and it's just like some show some awareness of your situational because yes are there going to be people online that are going to be like should Cameron McAdoo not be allowed to race for the incident that occurred yes but is the overwhelmingly response going to be oh my god I can't believe he's going to be racing because like McAdoo probably almost could have died, like maybe maybe like some P I don't know. It's just that, uh, it, and I understand that you know I kind of responded to Michael Tonovich because I don't know what's going on there because he's like, oh, there's nothing wrong what he said. No, Michael, there is something wrong what he completely said. There is something wrong there with Justin Cooper, and I I I, may, I replied, and the thing is Michael kind of responded to me back where. You know, 450 teams are going to sign contracts because he has a talent. That's not the direction for which I was going. Of course, people are going to sign Justin Cooper because of the talent. Because he's probably going to win this championship. And he, outside of Forkner and Jet Lawrence, he has a good chance of winning the outdoor championship because of his startings. You know, and he's probably going to defend the champion. He has a good chance of defending the championship next year. So when you look at those fa- factors... Obviously, people are going to look at Justin Cooper and want to look at him to win the championship and move forward into signing the uh, going forward the 450 class. But my point was to Michael Antonovich was what type of a fan base do you want going forward? Because obviously, if if you're going to be a fan favorite, you're going to have more merchandise sales. You're going to have more like. Do you want more dealer signings? Obviously, more people, you know, more social. Obviously, when like a Dean Wilson, we look at a Dean Wilson. The reason why Alex Ray or certain of these, um, like a uh, Ken Roxon, the reason why certain riders demand more money because they have more of a social following rather than than uh, just riders. Now, Eli Tomac is not necessarily going to fall, fall in this category, but an Eli to- uh, Ken Roxon is going to demand more money because he is, puts himself out there in social media, he's well-spoken and everything. But when you have your shortcomings of a Justin Cooper, 
who has a lot of shortcomings and then he doesn't necessarily communicate well effectively and then complains and has to bitch and then just doesn't understand the the moment and just i i don't know it just it gets frustrating and then when you get a media member defending him and then not understanding the intent of the tweet because when because justin cooper when in a couple of years justin cooper's main competition is going to be jet lawrence hunter lawrence and obviously when you look at the talent level jet lawrence is probably going to be better than justin cooper and it's just more and because look i understand i was a little bit harsh on jet lawrence in terms of just because of the feld trying to pump up jet lawrence that was a different issue aside but I would honestly favor Jet Lawrence over Justin Cooper every single day. I would be a fan of a Jet Lawrence every single day of a Justin uh, over over a Justin Cooper because you would have more personality, you'd have more flair, and just more talent. And just because he would be aware, I would think even being younger and at being at an eighteen-year-old kid. He would be at least be a little bit more aware of what's going on. I mean, he was sitting at the side of the track talking to Colt Nichols, seeing what's going on. I mean, he did that. That was cool. It was a cool shot by Michael Antonovich. I mean, I don't know if that was exactly a shot, but he was making a comment that was cool talking to him. That was a cool spot. And then, like, that was a situational awareness. That was cool. But then you get Justin Cooper, who was sitting there bitching about Cameron McAdoo and just, oh, why is he racing? I don't understand. That distracted me. The championship close. I'm hot and sweaty. I, I, I just, I, I don't know what we're doing. I, what, what is, is, is that this type of a festering thing that Yamaha, Star Yamaha is festering? Because we saw what, uh, that, that whatever that Brad guy did with Palpa Max, is that just a, a festering thing? Is that just like a New York cockiness thing because that's where he's from? I, I, I don't know. It's just extremely frustrating for me because I, I after the smug attitude, when I like I said, I'm, I, I've been going to races uh, since I was young. I've watched the series since I was young in the mid-90s. I used to... I don't know. I just, it's just frustrating to me that, and then certain people try to defend the attitude, and uh, yeah. Either way, Justin Cooper won. He got the start. He uh, should be riding better, but he only has a nine-point lead two races ago, uh, and we'll see what happens the remaining part of those races. Uh, Hunter Lawrence, uh, not a good start. Started nine. Uh, started running actually a higher pace than Justin Cooper. Uh, Hunter's, like I said, has extremely uh, surprised me on how well he has rode uh, the remaining part of the year. I, I he has uh, the one um, the one thing for Hunter is to make sure he stays healthy the last two races of the year, and then get to outdoors. And so far, he stayed healthy uh, outside of a couple of crashes into the net and uh, a couple other smaller crashes, but. Uh, either way, he's looking he's looking extremely well, and uh, hopefully he can do well in the East-West shootout and uh, finish third in points. He probably, as long as he doesn't get hurt, he should finish roughly third in points and uh, move on from there. 
Now let's get to Cameron McAdoo. Uh, wow. Um, when I was watching that live, uh, I, I legitimately thought he was dead. Um, when, uh, when, I, when I first thought him, his head went into the wall, I, I, and uh, he, his body kind of flew up in the air, it looked kind of lifeless to me. Because I, 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 I thought maybe like he broke his neck or he was going to be paralyzed. But I, I legitimately thought he was dead. But um, but then I was happy that he at least cr crawled to the uh, bales or tough locks. I mean, sorry. But uh, I'm glad that he was he was fine there. Uh, the the one question that I have to ask about the whole situation with Cameron McAdoo is why everyone saw how bad that crash was, and outside of him getting up and racing is why it took so long for the red flag to come out. Because it was going to be an extremely difficult situation to get him down from that situation. So I, I just kind of feel that it was an extremely bad move for AMA, Feld, or the um, anybody. The... Uh, uh, the um, just anybody in general, just not the red flag, the uh, event sooner. But either way, they, they did make the right decision. Now, uh, I thought it was cool that he was able to negotiate his way back on the track. The mechanic made the adjustments. And, you know, good for him, man, to uh, uh, get back on the track. He, he still won the ra or still got third place. Uh, you could tell that the adrenaline was wearing thin on that one. And he... Uh, but either way, I think he should he well. Firstly, he won a lot of fans. He uh, obviously the Ramit attitude on Pulp MX. I, I think he, uh, I think a lot of people he earned a lot of respect, and uh, hopefully he continue. Hopefully Mitch gives him a, another contract. Hopefully he's well enough to race the final two races in the, in the series, and he's able to run off the outdoors. Hopefully he doesn't have any more, uh, any further permanent damage or anything. And then um, we'll see what happens. He does have an outside chance to win the championship, but he definitely needs to win on uh, on Saturday. There is no if ands, or buts on that. He needs help on Saturday, but he needs to win. And then he needs help on the East-West shootout uh, from there. And then after that, uh, should he have been allowed to win? That that's extremely questionable. I, you, you look at the rule book; it's kind of there's. You kind of look at different rules. It's kind of mixed messages on that. You really don't know if he should have been allowed to or not. Overall, I feel that he he was fine. The race, I think they should have red flagged the race. Obviously, due to the nature of the crash. It was proved that he was fine, reset the race, and he got third. Like I said, I think Justin Justin Cooper was a crybaby over the entire situation, and McAdoo proved that he's the better man, and good for him. It's too bad that he lost a couple of those additional points. The points lead, again, is nine. So with two races to go, uh, hopefully McAdoo can win next week. Uh, uh, he posted on Instagram that he was doing an ice bath. So we'll see what happens from there. Uh, fourth place with Nate, Th Nate Thrasher. Uh, that win 
last uh, the win on uh, last Saturday really propelled him. Maybe that was just what he needed. Uh, obviously, like I said, at Loretta's, uh, he he looked really really good, and uh, this is showing that he made the right decision on moving up, and um, he's not a f flash in the pan, and he is a really good rider. Now Jarrett Fry, on the other hand, is not getting any better. Um, Jared Fry, who finished 16th, uh, he had to go through the LCQ. He won it. I believe he won the LCQ. Did he? Uh, uh, sorry, guys. Either way, um, Jared Fry, on the other hand, is still continuing to, to struggle. Uh, I don't know if the outdoors is going to turn that around, but we all know that Star Yamaha is extremely um, is extremely uh, tough on their riders, and they got to get going. But Nate Thrasher doesn't look to be uh, going to be in that trend. Got that race win. Looks like he's going to be moving forward. He's got a head start on the Chance Hymases of the world, the Romanos, the Kitchens. The Jet Reynolds, so we'll have to see how they do when they uh, start. It'll be interesting to see. I, I Reynolds has been struggling, so obviously they probably won't start until the following year. Uh, Garrett Marchbanks, uh, he finished fifth. He qualified tenth. He he had a good start, but he kind of went backwards to fifth. So I don't know if he got tired or what happened there. But he's he uh, he's been running very well this season without being on a factory bike i think the club mx team have to be still have to be happy where he's at um obviously they would are probably hoping for a win by now but obviously with justin cooper and mcadoo in the class it's extremely hard uh thrasher kind of or sorry thrasher uh, march banks kind of struggled a little bit in certain areas of the track don't know if that's a bike issue setup issue or whatever but March Banks continued to look very, very well this season. Uh, Mitchell Harrison kind of, uh, he looked good. Got sixth place. Uh, he's kind of had a little bit of an up and down year. Obviously, he missed the main this year for going down on the LCQ. Uh, but in this race, he looked good. Got sixth. Uh, Cody Shock, seventh. Good for him. Obviously, last year was his first year in Supercross, and this year in a tough field field he got seventh and with that he is now 10th in points uh i'm shocked on <laughs> no pun intended on how well uh, cody shock is racing this year he's been the star i thought uh, maybe you know we kind of thought maybe roles would have been reversed and carson mumford would have uh, uh been this way and uh, uh cody shock would have been doing what carson mumford's doing but either way I hope maybe, um, I don't know what uh, teams will have open for going in the offseason, but uh, hopefully Cody Shock maybe gets another chance and uh, a little bit better equipment. I'm not saying Michael Lindsay's equipment's bad. It's just um, Cody Shock's doing extremely well, and hopefully Honda sees that. Uh, seventh place is awesome in this tight field of great upward talent. Uh, Pierce Brown got eighth. Uh, he kind of cracked. He's been kind Pierce Brown's having an up and down year. Obviously missed round one, did well in round two, and missed another round after getting hurt. 
uh, crashed in the earlier today, but uh, finished eighth here just fine. Seth Hammaker um, had a rough day. Had to go through the LCQ because he crashed in the heat race, but uh, finished ninth here. So he, he's had an up and down year. Obviously, he, he's fourth in points. He's tied with Jalik Swole. So uh, he's had, for, for Seth, just get through the season healthy, get the outdoors, get the year under your belt belt for Seth. That's that's all you're looking for here. Julie, uh, next is Jalik Swole. Got 10th. Uh, he... Jalik, uh, he's been up and down. Uh, obviously, he's had a little bit more flashes more than last season. But it, like I said, when uh, uh, Cameron McAdoo is making a step up, Hunter Lawrence is making a step up, Nate Thrasher, Garrett Marshbanks have made a step up. But Jalik's kind of been going the other direction. Uh, Kyle Peters got 11th. Uh, Jace Owen qualified for this race, got 12th. Ty Masterpool got 13th. Uh, Alves got 14th. Chris Blos got 15th. Thought he would do better. Uh, Jarrett Fry struggled in the main event. Got 16th. En Enzo Lope 17th. Jerry Robin makes his second main of the year. Uh, completed the entire main. Got 18th. He made it through the LCQ. He had a very interesting MC uh, LCQ. He uh, he had a battle uh, Sean Cantrell, and he also had a battle Ryan Sipes. Uh, Sipes crashed on the finish line. His bike's his. Uh, it was a very scary crash. Sipes had to be escorted off the track. Uh, hopefully he's all right. And then Jerry Robin had to battle Kelly. Kelly crashed on the whoops. Either way, uh, Robin made it in. Subaros got 19th. Dylan Schwartz, who made it in the LCQ in the final spot, got 20th. Derek Drake, 21st, and Carson Mumford, who continues. To have a terrible year. Finished 22nd. So the points for the 250 class will be Justin Cooper over Kevin McAdoo. McAdoo. Hunter Lawrence is third. Seth Hemaker is fourth. Fifth is Delique Swole. Sixth is Garrett Marchbanks. Seventh is Nate Thrasher. Eighth is Kyle Peters. Ninth is Chris Blos. And tenth is Cody Shock. So... The the way it's going to work is the final regular race for the 250 West class is going to be Saturday. And then they will have an East-West shootout for the final race of the year. So I hope everybody gets to enjoy the final race for the regular. So the, uh, you're going to see a lot of people trying their best. on. Uh, like I said, McAdoo has to heal up fast just to get into... Uh, at least a little bit closer because you don't know how the east-west shootouts are going to work out because they get some crazy, crazy, crazy results. All right, uh, since we reversed them, now we get to the uh, 450 class, and there were some pretty surprising results. Uh, Ken Roxon won, took the whole shot, and he checked out. It's the pretty much the first time... He did that since uh, he won his three races in a row, which he, that was the first time he did that in his career. I, I, uh, I didn't see that coming because just the way Atlanta won looked, he, um, you, know, you know, good for Kenny. Uh, you know, Webb, you know, ever since Webb got onto the KTM, his starts have been really, really good, and he tried doing the same maneuver at Daytona, but Roxon was better at the start this time, which proved that 
Webb needed to do that because Webb did not look good in the main event. I'll get to him in a minute. But obviously, Roxon won his fourth won his fourth race of the season. He uh, got the points lead down to just 13 points, which really showed that the first round in Atlanta, if he rode a little better at all, the points lead would have been in the single digits. But obviously, that didn't happen. The three races left, so... If he wins out, he has to win out. That's basically what he needs to do. He needs to win the next three races to have a shot for the championship, and then he hopes to have Cooper Webb stumble at 80 points. And the Saturday race at Atlanta is going to be key for that because if uh, if if Cooper Webb stumbles again on Saturday, that really opens the door for Ken Roxon. Either way, I did not see any flaws for Roxon. It was one of those flawless races. He looked great. Um, no issues at all. Uh, Chase Sexton, second place again. Uh, looks uh, He looked amazing. It looks like he's going to be a title contender for 2022. I, Honda looks extremely well going into outdoors if Ken races outdoors. Uh, there's no word if, word if he's going to be doing that. But right now, Roxon and Sexton look like a powerhouse going into, even into the 2022 Supercross season. Uh, Jason Anderson, what an eventful day for him. Uh, in heat race, he uh, he missed a triple, and then uh, Alex Ray got cross-rutted and then uh, landed on Jason Anderson. Now, if McAdoo didn't have his lightful incident... This would have been the talk of event, but uh, Alex Ray is extremely um, happy that the McAdoo thing happened. But the, the, one, the one thing I will say about this is Jason Anderson had to be frustrated, and he Alex Ray tried to apologize, and then you know Jason Anderson was a man and apologized on the podium. That, but the thing is, is if Jason Anderson would have... Um, if he would have actually just got right back on the bike and left, based on his lap times, he probably would have made the main and not have gone through the LCQ, just for the record. And he had to maybe realize that. And so um, I'm not going to fo- – look, if it, – it, it's one of those things where Alex Ray probably knows he messed up, and he did, and – Alex Ray, honestly, Alex Ray, honestly, I understand that you know you have the jokes that he's cattywampus and all that, but Alex Ray normally doesn't crash into people. He he normally doesn't. Let, let's be real here. He normally doesn't make those mistakes around people. Uh, the only times that people have crashed this year are is when uh, Vince Frise crashed and Alex Ray had nowhere else to go, and that damaged Alex Ray's frame. So. Let's be real. Alex, Alex Ray is a main event guy, and he's made multiple mains this season the last how many years? So let's lay off Alex Ray. He's a good rider. He's a good guy if you listen to the Swap Moto, uh, Swap Moto Live podcast. So he's going to race a full outdoor schedule, and hopefully he has a deal to race next season. So we'll go with that. Uh, either way, Jason Anderson looked amazing. The one thing, uh, this is probably the best he's looked since the 2018 championship. I don't know, something you'll be interested to see what happens outdoors, if he can maintain this uh, riding edge. 
the one thing that's holding him back is um, his starts. And that's the one thing that's been holding him back the last few years has been his starts. Because by the time he gets up to the 4th, 5th, 6th place range, everyone's gone already. So um, that's that's been his problem. So he needs to work on those starts. And hopefully he's got uh, three more races to get his starts down and work on that. It'll be inter- Also, it will be interesting to see where he's at next season. Uh, hopefully he can find... Obviously, with the way his speed is... He should still be at somewhere to hopefully somebody wants his services. It's going to be hard to see Husky wanting to let him go, but uh, I have a hard time believing any manufacturer wanting that talent not around because he obviously has the speed and talent to win main events. And if nobody signs him and he goes by, it's going to be bizarre. But we also see that Blake Baggett is gone. So if, uh, if a talent like Blake Baggett is gone, I, I just, maybe, maybe Jason Anderson has gone too, but I have a hard time believing that. So we'll, we'll see Jason Anderson somewhere. Uh, Justin Barsha got fourth. Uh, he, uh, he raced a very good race. He's having like a, one of his best seasons of his career, obviously. Uh, the only thing I'll say is, um, he, I liked how uh, aggressive he was with Webb. He has a no-shits attitude, and I love that. And that's the one thing that we're missing because I, I think in other years, some riders might have let Cooper Webb by, but he didn't, and Webb made a mistake and went down. And Justin held up, and that's one thing that's awesome. Uh, Barsha, way to go. Uh, Eli Tomac, it's just an- another one of those weirdo Eli Tomac rides. Uh, he uh, Heat race, he didn't look that good. He was mid-pack in the heat race and then he had an okay start in the main and then he went backwards i i wasn't really clear on exactly what happened in the, in the main and then like you know dylan Ferrandis, which i'll get to him in a little bit too he was right right around dylan got past dylan and then it was only kind of up got up to basically around cooper and then cooper got ahead of him and then he kind of faltered a little bit it was kind of weird and then uh that that's basically what happened. He should have got sixth place, but with Webb falling, he got fifth. So he gained a point on Cooper in the championship. But it shouldn't be a ride that uh, Eli should be happy about because uh, Tomac should be a podium guy every weekend. But it's just another one of those rides this season that you just look at Eli. It's just like what what are you doing? And that that was just kind of a ride. All right. Let's get to Cooper Webb, and uh, this is the type of a ride where I, you know, this where when you have a track that is a pure raw speed track, Cooper Webb's not going to win, and um, this is why Cooper Webb will not win an outdoor championship. And I'm sorry, Cooper Webb is not going to win the 2021 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. He's just not. He can. He, he, he can finesse a Supercross championship because uh, he can start. He, he, when he, he, because he, with, the, with those KTMs, those KTMs are good at starts. You, you look at the MXGPs, uh, when you look at Prado, when you look at Jeffrey Hurlings, you, know, you, you look at Cooper Webb, you look at Dunch when he was winning his championships. Um, 
Oh, Dunge was a good starter in general. But when you, when you look at the KTMs, they're good at starts. So when, when you look at those factors, Cooper has benefited from the KTM. So not saying he won't win the championship outside of that, but he's able, when, you, when you're inside the, the stadiums, he's able to benefit from that. But the, the races that he's, he doesn't win, it, it's more when you look at the pure raw speed factors. And uh, when, when riders like Sexton, Roxon, Jason Anderson, even Barsha to a certain extent, if Tomac's on, he's not going to be able to catch those riders. And the Atlanta Motor Speedway is a perfect example of that. And uh, when you get to outdoors, he's going to have a hard time even having a chance. You know, there's some going to be outdoor right races where he has a chance of winning, but he he's not going to have a fo- focus on having a ch- or having a chance of winning this. So he's going to have to try to again on Saturday uh, try to get a top five finish again, and hopefully he doesn't lose. He's probably going to lose five to eight points again. If if Roxon gets a good start and wins or gets second, he's going to have to hope he can maybe just lose an, an, uh, five to nine points again because it ain't going to look good because the same group of riders are probably going to finish above him. So I, I, I just that's basically where we're at with Cooper Webb and these styles of championship. So, uh Marvin Muskan finished seventh. I, th- I thought he would do a little bit better, but uh, this is where Marv's at at the uh, 2021 season. It's kind of unfortunate, but Marv's kind of struggled. Uh, Aaron Plessinger finished eighth. Uh, not much to this race. I don't know what exactly happened. Uh, he started off 13th, but uh, it was a quiet race. Uh, Dean Wilson had a good start to this race, but faded back. But obviously, after not making the main Atlanta one, he probably was happy. Uh, Joey Joey Savacci finished tenth. Had to be happy about that. Uh, kind of disappointed for Dylan Ferrandez this race. He actually had a decent start, which a top he had a, a ninth place start, which is actually good for him. But he had nothing to show for this race, so it's kind of a I don't know what to do for him here because, uh, right, like, um, Atlanta won. He was dead last, and he finished 10th. And this race, he finished, started 9th, finished 11th. So I'm kind of confused here on, on what to think on Dylan's ride. So I don't know. Uh, Martin Davalos finished 12th. Uh, Brock Tickle finished 13th. Max Anstey, who was injured the following or previous race, uh, he looked all right here, got 14th. Uh, Tyler Bowers got 15th. Josh Hill made the main event, got 16th. Kate Clayson got 17th. Uh, Justin Starling got 18th. Henry Miller out of Minnesota, good for him. His first main event after coming off the bad injury from Melville last year, got 19th. Scott Champion makes his second main of the year, got 20th. He actually looked good in the LCQ. I'm not sure what happened to... um, Malcolm Stewart, but he got uh, 21st. And then uh, also not very sure on what happened to uh, Mitchell Oldenburg, but he registered in a 22nd. So we have uh, three races left. We'll have the final Atlanta review uh, pod um, 
probably get that in on Sunday afternoon. Uh, we'll see what happens there Sunday, Sunday night. Um, and then we have two Saturday, the two following Saturday races at Salt Lake. Uh, later on tonight, I'll re start reviewing the Twins. Uh, ain't looking good for them. It's kind of frustrating being a Twins fan because you think they would be doing better, but uh, obviously they kind of they win a couple and then they lose a couple. So anyway, that's my thoughts on the uh, last night's Supercross race. Thank you for listening. Have a good night.